at me. Start. I don't know how to start these things. I historically have been bad at starting these things. Yeah, but historically you've always started these things. You can take the initiative. Oh, I don't know. I didn't prepare anything. Be the change you want to do. <clears throat> Let's see. <sighs> Red apple yellow yeah. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> this is actor of our generation, Adam Scott. I'm Ferris. And I'm Shireen. On this podcast, me and my wife Shireen go through each... <laughs> we'll go, get it sometime. Go one time. through each uh, entry on Adam Scott's filmography to try to prove once and for all that he is the actor of our generation. Yep, that's what we do. On this episode, <laughs> we, uh, we talk about Six Feet Under, a show that I've actually heard of. I've heard of it too. It's actually really famous. It won a lot of awards, I think. Yeah, so like, I can, we can talk about it later, but definitely Six Feet Under was like pre-Breaking Bad era whenever you'd go online to find like a good show, everyone would recommend Six Feet Under. I feel like people still recommend Six Feet Under. Yeah, but it's definitely like the Silver Age. It's It's not... We can talk about it later. Okay. Um, but yeah, Six Feet Under is about a family, a dysfunctional family that run an independent funeral home in Los Angeles. Oh, I didn't even know it was in Los Angeles. They mentioned it like three times. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I did. That didn't phase me, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. So the show basically follows this family, and I'm guessing the reason it's so, like, revolutionary Um or, you know, it was such a big deal at the time, is that... I've... I think it's a big deal because it's a good show, right? It's not a bad show, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm sorry, I interrupted you before you said your point. I apologize. So it's a little bit uh, more real than than shows. It's very yeah. HBO of that time. Like, yeah. it's very, like, of the time of Sopranos... Six feet under, like they're all very similar styles. Yeah, but yeah, I. What, what was your point? I'm sorry. I you, okay, so point. each family member has like a different um, kind of like social or mental illness. You think so? Yeah. So like, uh, not even an illness. Illness isn't the right word. But like, the mom is like emotionally repressed. Okay. And the girlfriend has like severe depression and mm -hmm. well michael seahall michael seahall's character he's Ma the middle child yeah he's dealing with uh coming to terms with being gay that's not a mental no movie. that's not at all <laughs> not what i was saying i, I was just saying if, that's if part you wanna of give, if you were to give him something a characteristic i'd say he's probably the most socially awkward of the group yeah but I wouldn't say that they all have mental illnesses. I'd say they all just have characteristics that are very normal human traits. Yes. Right? They're not char they're not caricatures, right? Mm -hmm. They're very much so like, oh, this is a person who has depression. And is, you know, flawed. Yeah. Or this is a person who, who person who has social anxiety, but is also struggling with coming out as gay. Mm-hmm. That's a rough combination to have together because you need because 
he's already socially awkward. But we haven't, we didn't see him come out, so maybe it was known that he was gay from the beginning. I don't know. So we watched two episodes, um, both in season two, episode five and episode six, because those are the episodes that Adam Scott was in, mm-hmm. and he played uh, the short-term boyfriend of yeah. uh, Michael C. Hall, David Fisher. Fun fact, he tried out for the role of David Fisher against Michael C. Hall. Adam Scott did. Obviously, he didn't get the part. But he became friends with Michael C. Hall during the during like the audition process. So then they asked him to come back and be this character. Okay. And he plays Ben Cooper, yep. who is a lawyer. And oddly, within, what, 15 episodes now, he's been a lawyer three times. Yeah, that's true. It's becoming a pattern. <laughs> Why? He doesn't come across as a lawyer. It, I mean, really, in this one, him being a lawyer almost has nothing to do with anything. It barely be- gets brought up. But I just found it. I was like, oh, a lawyer again. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But hmm. that's just a little tidbit. Fun fact. The early 2000s, Adam Scott was typecast as a lawyer. Apparently. Um, I'd rather lawyer than creep. Oh, he was a creep for a while, though, in the 90s. Yep. But he started off as such a hot guy. I don't understand. What happened to the hot guy persona? Like, I don't know what tape these, like, casting people are watching, but, but like... But Boy Meets World shows that he can be a hot guy. He can be, like, a overly confident asshole yeah. in, in a lovable way. And no one's, you know, using that. Hmm. Anyway. And that's literally all his character did, though, was be the boyfriend. No. And it was unfortunate because he obviously really liked him. And then Michael C. Hall's character... Was like, I'm still in love with my ex. And I felt so bad for him. For Adam. For, for Adam Cooper. Yeah, because he obviously was really into the guy. He was, He came off as a very, like, cut, not in cut, cut and dry, but, like, very, like, hey, I like you, but if you're not willing to, like, put effort into this relationship, I'm going to head out. Yeah. And he did. But still felt for him. Good character. Not super memorable. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know about this show. I'm still questioning if I'd keep watching this show. So we only watched two episodes of it. And the reason I kept bringing up uh, pre-Breaking Bad era is because, like, to me, and I'm I'm a 25-year-old, so I understand that there is... uh, This is a very warped perspective of only really experiencing the aughts. Um... And then you experienced the nineties. You were alive. Yeah, but I didn't like wasn't I was watching Bob the Builder in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Lame. Okay. Uh Freshman's Bel Air right here. Pretty Woo! pretty sure I was And Living Single. Woo! Was not watching Living Single. I was. Anyway. I probably shouldn't have been, but I was. Uh to me, breaking bad what signified like the the golden age of television, where, like, after Breaking Bad, uh, the first five seasons of Game of Thrones happened. The Wire was during the same time, a little bit earlier than Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and just television storytelling began to overtake uh, movie storytelling because of the 
I think Breaking Bad and The Wire started that trend. I also think television shifted, right? So it moved from... Okay, so this is the way I perceive Six Feet Under. And I started watching The Sopranos. And I couldn't really watch it because it's not bingeable, right? Yeah. And it's because they... They didn't need bingeable content, right? And obviously I'm complaining about something stupid, but like watching a show like this or The Sopranos, I can only really watch an episode because it's so slow. And that's totally fine if you're watching it one week, one day a week, right? Yeah. It's so slow though to the point where I'm just like, oh my God, let's get through this episode, please. Like I don't need more silences. Yeah, I I would if I came away thinking Six Feet Under, while not a bad show, was boring and understimulating from what I'm used to from dramas. But see, that's the thing is that is that is that the problem with the TV that like the TV shows we're watching now are they overstimulating or is that a problem with this? I would say I mean, that this is fine. I actually think that this is good because you need these kinds of shows to. To be that slow-paced nature, so it's not like you're constantly binging things. But even when I was a kid, I binge-watched stuff, right? Like, I would watch marathons of I Love Lucy that we had filmed because, for me, that's just kind of how I was just a TV-aholic. I still am, right? These shows are not... You can't do that. Like, there's no way you can do that. So, I think, really, what we're describing is that shows like breaking bad like game of thrones is very slow but i can binge watch game of thrones you can binge watch game of thrones the first five seasons the only good ones uh because every episode ends with a cliffhanger it it's one long story six feet under while one at one hour drama is one is individual stories each episode right yes it involves the same characters and they go through character growth but the story was one one thing at a time yeah it revolves around one death which i get would be very hard to get anyone engaged in a a 10 hour story told over 10 weeks sorry 10 yeah 10 10 hour stories told over 10 weeks um, in that era to, to get someone to get interested in. Like, I don't know anyone who, you know, watched season one of Game of Thrones as it was coming out and watched one episode at a time because it's easier to binge. I knew people who watched Game of Thrones one episode at a time. I mean, I, I watched like... Breaking Bad one episode at a time, but it was still each episode left at a cliffhanger. But even those were created when it wasn't binge watch Like... Game of Thrones was not created to binge. That's fair. Right? So I think even though there's something about Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones was a little bit just different because they're more action-packed, right? Like Breaking Bad, you have the whole um, narcotics ring that you have to deal with and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff that happens. And obviously Game of Thrones is fantasy world. What I'm saying is it's kind of unfair to compare this show to Breaking Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, right? Because this show is is about people's everyday life, right? It's not about, like, action and all this stuff, right? 
I guess so. Do we have any like dramas? About, I'm literally trying to think about right normal now. people. There like, has to be that I just can't think of. That isn't a yeah a, a drama. Like the closest I'm thinking of is like righteous gemstones, but that's about that's still a lot of crime. What are you talking? It's nothing yeah. like righteous gemstones. You know, I was gonna say it's about righteous. It's about super rich people, and then as I was saying that, I remembered all of the crime. Yeah, I'm honestly trying to think of it. I can't think of something at the moment, um, but I'll keep thinking about it. But it's, I think that's what makes the show so different. Yeah. I mean, Sopranos isn't about normal people and it has crime, so you're saying it's similar to this. But I only watched the first season. I don't know what it gets like in the second season, but the first season was just about a dude's life and going to therapy. Who like happened it, to be a mob boss. Yeah, it happened. he happened to be a mob boss, but like... The mob events weren't the main focus. The mm. main focus was him struggling with the the pressure that he faces being a mob boss through therapy, right? It's different. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of what would be a good equivalent drama, but I can't think of something at the moment. It's just, it's, it's interesting. Mm. Oh, this is us. It's in a good location. I don't know. I find it to be an interesting show. I just don't know if I could get into it. It's also a lot of death. And that's just so morbid that I don't know if I could do it. We're here to be talking about Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Yeah, but this is a funeral home. Yeah. It's, it's very, different. like, matter-of-fact about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the mortician. Oh, he's great. Uh Freddie Rodriguez also played Carlo's brother on Scrubs. He, He's great. He was he was very good, and it wasn't he wasn't even just like at first I thought it was going to be just a comic relief character, which he was because he was great at being a comic relief. But then he, he like had more. Uh, he had his own storyline. He had a own like not funny at all storyline. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like leaves all of that at home and then comes to work and gingerly uh fixes up cadavers yeah corpses cadavers corpses corpses i think cadavers are what they use it's for medical for medical purposes corpses are the things buried in the ground I think. honestly i don't know either way i keep thinking about this more and I more like if we kept watching a six feet under we would learn the difference definitely I think about like this, a conversation they would have i think about this more and more you feel I feel like the shocking aspect of this show, the thing that would be like, oh my god, I gotta keep watching, is the like deaths and like, oh no, how did this person die? But they show it. It they make it so natural that it's like not shocking at all. It's just like. But I mean, the two episodes we watched weren't mysteries in any way. Yeah, but I'm saying. I was actually got Typically worried. for a show, if there's a death like that, it's usually like, oh, we gotta bring in the co- the detectives. This is very matter-of-fact about it, which makes it more normal, which is why this show is so different, because it's so normal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so the two deaths in each episode was one, a woman who choked to be alone in an apartment in her house, uh, and... Biggest fear. And the uh, the basic thing was that she didn't, she had no friends and family. So sad. So the mom, who is emotionally repressed, 
Um, that's a thing that Wikipedia says that. That's not my opinion. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia's opinion. Wikipedia's opinion is that the mom who was emotionally repressed like took this really hard, really str- strongly. It hit her really hard, and that's why she kind of just was a little unhinged during the episode because she really wanted to. Have- and because she has two kids, full-grown adults, right? And then one kid who's in high school, who's starting to kind of want her mo- her own independent want independence, mm-hmm. right? And her husband has died, so she feels this loss of connection. So she starts getting scared that she's going to end up being like that woman because she feels like her kids are going away from her. And simply they're just growing up. So yeah, stuff like that. I think basically what I I left with is it's a good show, but I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah, it's a good show. I just don't think it's my kind of show. Yeah. Would Would you say it's more boring than Family of Five? Yeah, I love Family of Five. But, like, this is a better written show than fam- a Family of Five. That's debatable. But I think it's more boring than Family of Five. I want to watch Family of Five. I know, but it's because it's entertaining. Anyway, Adam Scott did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was really only on screen for, like, two minutes, two and a half minutes. So probably all two episodes. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer, but... I don't know how he... It was, like... It's one of those roles where, like, he shouldn't have been, like, in the main title credits. Yeah. You know, he was. Because he made his name for himself. In Boy Meets World. And High Crimes. And Girl. (laughs) Anything else? I don't know. I feel like I can't... It's just very difficult for us to record. And I feel really bad that we're so off schedule. I don't know how people record... Like, I, I listen to podcasts where people release, like... Five episodes a week or three episodes a week at minimum. Like, I don't know. What is wrong with us? I feel like because we enjoy our time of like, this isn't our job, right? Yeah. The majority of people that release that often, this is their job. Yeah. Right? But also, like, I think we underestimated how much work a puppy is. And um, it's been a process. But we have other things going on. Namely, a, just a puppy. Mm-hmm. So, we'll get back into it, hopefully. What's the... Oh, 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 the next one I really want to watch, but I can't find anywhere. What is it? It's called Bleach. Like, it's a short film. Hmm. Is it about with, a kid who gets turned into a Shinigami and he has no, to no, fight? No, 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 it's, it's with, um, of 90210 fame, Brian Austin Green. Um, and it's about how Brian Austin Green's character finds the true power of Bleach. Powerful cleansing action is the subtitle of this movie. I really want to see it. It's a short film. So Fulton, Adam Scott plays Fulton. And the blurb is Fulton learns his old friend Zach. No, sorry. Fulton learns from his old friend Zach the true power of household cleaning products. It is rated higher uh, than Girl. <laughs> is it a commercial? Mm-mm. Zach. Okay, it's played by Brian Anson Green. It's a short film. I just can't find it. Is that Paul Rudd? Mm-hmm. So the next movie that we're going to watch is called Two Days, and it stars Paul Rudd. 
Well, it actually stars Adam Scott. He's first build. He's only first because you constantly search for him, I think. That's, that's a damn lie. He's first because he's first in everyone's hearts. I genuinely think IMDb doesn't sort by, like, prominence. It's true. It, it, his name doesn't... His name isn't even on the poster. Yeah. But it is Paul Rudd, the other Adam Scott. Huh? I feel very similarly about Adam Scott and Paul Rudd. And that I just enjoy them in any role they do. Oh, really? So you loved Clueless. I made Ferris watch Clueless the other day. One of the greatest movies ever created. I mean, Paul Rudd was the best character in it. I just... Why? Did, why did he have to be the stepbrother? Why couldn't he just be a paralegal? Because he's good in the role. This made it unnecessarily complicated. He's not her step. Brother. That's what they all say. His, okay. Her dad she, he married is. his mom, right? Then got divorced. They have no relation. I'm not, I didn't say they're half brothers. It's just an they're un- not step either. They're not related. They're ex-step siblings. Yeah, ex. How's that wedding going to go? She doesn't care. She's not related to that family. For all we know, they could have been married for a month. I first met Paul Rudd when he moved into my house when I was 12. Ferris, I think the biggest problem here (laughs) is, like, come on. Incest is the thing that we should be most worried about, right? Not a fake brother that didn't exist. He's not her brother. You get so mad. Just say it's weird and move on. I love that movie! <laughs> As if. As if. Uh, I say it better than you. Really? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, this has been Actor of Our Generation. Oh, wow, that was abrupt. No, it wasn't, Shane! Our conversation <laughs> ended! You can't keep saying, how am I supposed to end it? I looked at you, I nodded, and then I, I said, this is an actual project of Shadow Scott. Every time, you must call me out okay. and say, whoa, that's abrupt. It was abrupt. Our conversation didn't Yes, it did. <laughs> it was a lull. Stop staring at yourself in the window, Paris. We are having a squabble. Your reflection is in the window doesn't mean you should stare at it. Look at me. I am here. I am he- right in front of you. I knew fame changed people, but I didn't know this much. Well, this has been Actor of Our Generation because abruptly I'm going to end the podcast. You can follow us on Actor of Our Generation on Instagram with with underscores for where the space You can't just go, well, that's been, no, there's no, stop it. Just, okay. Take a deep breath. Thank you. Ferris, are you done talking today? Is it time to end this podcast? Yes, I have nothing else to add. Thank you. Okay, you may proceed. This has been Actor of Our Generation, Adam Scott. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. That was so awkward. (laughs) Enter. Fuck it, we're doing it live.
Doing it live. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Um, you, you can follow us on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> actor underscore of underscore our underscore generation. Uh, and you can subscribe, comment, review on any podcasting app, including Spotify and iTunes. And if you could download that, download the episode before, or download the episode, uh, that would be great. Yep. <laughs> now we gotta go back to our farting dog. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>